Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Anybody here yet? Can you hear me? Are we good? Level's good? Everyone? Anyone out there? Uh, I'm going to post this on Twitter, and then I will be right back, I guess. Uh, Okay. Anyone here yet? All right. One person's here. All right. That was a great game. Uh, High event hockey is back in Philly, guys. Uh... Here I am with the first of our uh, post-game shows we're going to be doing. Can everyone hear me? Everyone's good? Hey, we're good? Okay. Yeah, so here we are. Here we are with the first of the Broad Street Hockey and Broad Street Hockey Radio post-game shows. We're going to bring you uh, after every single game this season. Uh, We're going to go live as soon as the game goes final. Took me a couple minutes tonight, but basically right after the final horn, we're going to get started. I'm going to, I'm going to take some of your questions and we're just going to, we're just going to have fun with it. I know you don't feel like watching the post game show on uh, Comcast Sportsnet or whatever the hell that channel's called now. So we're all going to have a show. Uh, I guess first thing to talk about, Wayne Simmons picking up right where he left off. Solid three goal night. The old hat trick on the opener. That's a hell of a way to start a season. That uh, that power play looks just as lethal as ever. Uh, I was worried about the power play, mostly because they were missing, mostly because of the uh, subtraction of Braden Shen and replacing him with Val Philpola. But uh, the other guys stepped up. Jake Voracek looking way more involved than he was last year. That's something that's really encouraging. I thought he was kind of the odd man out in the power play last year, but uh, they're getting the puck moving back on that side, and it definitely showed. Uh, they got Martin Jones moving left to right a little with passes between Ghost and Voracek tonight, and it led to a couple of goals. It was really nice to see that top power play unit come through, and Wayne Simmons is Wayne Simmons. He just makes goals happen. Uh, couldn't even tell that first one hit him to they went to the review and of course he gets credit after the fact of that ghost bomb he is one of the best ever at getting in position to put pucks off of him and behind him he doesn't deflect many out of play he seems to make a useful uh a useful play on the puck even when it looks like an accident like it hit him in the skate or it hit him in the knee or wherever uh he, he uh he just always seems to make a play on the puck. He comes through. I really love that they use him at the end of games now. Uh, they use him on the penalty kill. Just more chances for him, uh, basically, to get one on zero with a goalie. It really increases his chances of hat tricks with that uh, with that empty net at the end of the game, and he got it tonight. It was it was fun to see. It was fun to see this team again. Uh, something something I really hated about them last year is they played especially after the first couple of weeks, they just played some low-event hockey. And this team is not built to win low-scoring games. They have a much better chance of winning uh, like they did tonight. Uh, 3-2, to two, two 2-1 wins aren't exactly you know how they're going to get it done. 
But games like tonight, win them 5-3 to three with the empty netter, that's how they're going to win. They have to play high-event hockey. How many? I was just looking for the total shots. It was uh, 35 for the Sharks, 31 for the Flyers. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, back and forth, great pace all the way through. That was a lot of fun to watch. That game, it moved quickly. Uh, even with the penalties, it wasn't a super long game, which is nice with the you know eleven o'clock puck drop or whatever the hell it was. Uh, I just I really enjoyed watching tonight's game, and not just for the win. Flyer style of play is good. Uh, outside of Dale Weiss, I love all the uh, all the forward combinations. Nolan Patrick was. Hmm. How do we put Nolan Patrick's night? He looked noticeable early and then uh, kind of fell into the background as the game moved on. Uh, but Simmons and Wheel continued to make plays on that line. Uh, he was still out there and he was doing well. He just uh, he had that first or second shift where he had that nice shot that Jones gloved. And uh, it looked like he might have an electric night. Didn't quite happen that way, but he definitely made some plays out there. There was not a question in my mind that Nolan Patrick belongs out there and we're just gonna we're just gonna take it slow with him he's gonna develop he's gonna get his feet wet he's gonna jump in sure it would have been nice to have that off Austin Matthews you know uh four goal debut but I'll take what I got out of him tonight nice nice victory for the team he absolutely held his own out there I want to say what did he do in the face-off circle tonight Nolan Patrick uh where is he 56 percent 56% for Patrick, so he definitely did his job out there. Uh, it looked like the Philpola line, excuse me, looked like the Philpola line was matched up uh, with Thornton a lot. That's that's the matchup they're going to look for. That's the matchup teams are going to look to exploit, um, especially on the road. They're going to try to get, uh, they're going to, they tried to get Joe Thornton out there against Val Philpola, Travis Konechny, Dale Weiss. That is definitely the weakest trio and not especially uh, defensively minded. I like Philpola as a two-way center, but Travis Konechny is, you know, he's, he, he's an offensive creator. He looked, he took that bad penalty. Uh, he took that bad penalty in the third period that allowed, that allowed the game to be tied. But, uh, I loved his game outside of that. I thought he was uh, just all over the ice tonight, making things happen, hit that post on the breakaway early, and just kept coming. He's going to have a uh, he's going to have a breakout game, like a like a three point two three four point game early, sometime early uh, in this in this first week, two weeks of the season to get him through. And that's going to set up the rest of the season. He is just looking like a dangerous player every time he touches the ice, uh, making things happen, making things happen for his line mates. He had a cross-ice pass tonight that uh, uh, Dale Weiss eventually, I believe he missed the net and it led to, to a play the other way. But he had a cross-ice pass. It was just so slick, all, all dot to dot basically in the offensive zone. Perfect, right on the tape to set Weiss up with a potential scoring chance. He's just going to make things happen all season. I'm really happy with his game. That penalty, however, uh, and Gudis's penalty to some extent too. At the end, Gudis is—he's uh, going to play aggressive and he's going to—he's going to go in for hits. Uh, it was dumb to go for a hit in that situation, but uh, LeBanc definitely stopped. And it was with the intention of drawing a penalty there. And uh, Gudis needs to not charge in and needs to play a little off and keep the play in front of him. But 
you take the good with the bad with Gudis. Usually his aggression works out. He's he's a good player for the Flyers. But I will say, looking at those two penalties specifically, Konechny and uh, Gudis, there needs to be some allowance for clutching and grabbing going into the boards. You need to be able to bear hug there. Konechny's, uh, he, he went for the stick lift because of, he, he doesn't want to go in and get boarded. He doesn't want to go in and get boarded. And he doesn't want to go in and board the guy. He doesn't want to go knee to knee with the guy. So what does he do? He tries to get in, get the stick lift, and try to pull the puck out that way. And when he get the hands, the guy goes down, and he goes down awkwardly into the boards. And the opponent gets injured, and it's not a safe play for either guy. And Konechny ends up with the penalty, so it's it's a loss for both players. If they were just able to basically clutch and grab and then either kick the puck out with their skates or the third guy in comes in and pulls the puck out, it's just a much safer play for everyone all around. Uh, but discipline was an issue for the Flyers tonight. Uh, luckily, the Sharks were just as undisciplined. Uh, they took, what did they take? Yeah, the, the Sharks took five penalties. The Sharks took five penalties. The Flyers took six. Uh, you can't count on your opponent to take that many penalties every night. But the Flyers have the advantage of a killer power play. Uh, it, it was Again, back in full force tonight, but you can't count on your team, on your opponent being that undisciplined every night. They're going to have to clean that up. And it wasn't just, uh, wasn't just discipline in turn of penalty, in terms of penalties. I think, uh, I think the communication needs to be better, especially in the first two periods. It looked like there were some turnovers and some plays where guys ran themselves in the traffic or made ill-advised passes where, you know, there's a lot of, there was some turnover. There was some turnover as much as we, are disappointed that a couple of the rookies didn't make it. Lindblom and Sandheim and Moran weren't out there. There was some turnover with guys, and there's some new pairs and everything. So uh, it's guys getting used to each other, a new goalie. So they have to get used to the to the calls behind the net and everything. And I think they can clean that up. Uh, but uh, definitely need to be more disciplined all around. That Dale Weiss, that Dale Weiss turnover that led to a power play goal, one of the uh, – Joey, I want to pay you to shave. Not happening, bro. I'm being, I'm being, uh, I'm being fat Freddie Mercury for Halloween, so I can't shave until after Friday the 13th, my Halloween party. All right, what was I saying? The Dale Weiss, uh, the Dale Weiss turnover that led to the power play goal on the uh, the Manning penalty. Of course, Brandon Manning, Dale Weiss, Andrew McDonald all contribute to some, uh, to some less than ideal plays, and they're all, you know, the three guys that we believe are playing over the rookies that we want to see in the lineup. But that Dale Weiss turnover, just absolutely inexcusable, had so much time and space. Uh, Hockey is all about time and space. If he just has a little bit of awareness to the situation instead of just firing a puck blindly up the boards, uh, right into a turnover, right into a goal. That's It was just a completely – that was a one-person effort. I, there are so few goals that I will blame on just one person, but I have absolutely no problem whatsoever pinning that goal entirely on Dale Weiss. Um, but that was another play. There definitely could have been better communication. Someone has to be yelling, time, time, time uh, to him. Someone has to let him know how much time and space he has there, but – Dude, you got to get your head up. You got to just take one second, take one second to realize that you have that kind of time. I know you want to get the clear. I want to know I know you want to make that play and let your let your teammates change, but you got to take one second to get your head up 
realize the situation and see, I can kill even more time. I can wrap this around. I can turn around, look, and try to make an outlet pass. I can turn around, look, if there's no pass, I can flip it. There's so many things you can do other than a turnaround clapper right up off the boards completely blind. So many other options there. That was by far the least efficient option for potentially clearing the puck. But I don't want to dwell too much on the negative. The Flyers are 1-0. Claude Giroux opened the scoring, and Claude Giroux is the guy I want to talk about because uh, I've been hard on Claude the last couple of years. I uh, I really have. I was, uh, I was nervous. I was sure that his best days were behind him. And is he ever going to get 93 points again? I would seriously still doubt it. But uh, I realize we're 60 minutes into the season. But he looked so much more like the guy uh, from a couple of years ago that when there was a 50-50 puck or even a 60-40 puck in the other way, he looked so much more like the guy who has that puck on a string and was just going to come away with it. Looked like the guy who was going to win every puck battle, who was going to be able to hold on to the puck that extra half a second and make that pass to the trailer to find the open guy, uh, not throw it into traffic. He just looked so much more effective tonight. Uh, maybe this move to wing is a great thing for him. I'm really, really excited to see what that line can do. Uh, Couturier looked strong again tonight. My God, if he buries that, if he buries that sure-handed chance that uh, that Simmons set up for him, and he had Jones down, he had that goal scored. If he buries that, we're talking about a totally different game. Flyers run away with that. They had some high-quality chances tonight, and I really like to see. Like I said, they need to play high-event hockey because they have enough skill to win the high-scoring games. It's the low-scoring games I don't think they can win still. Not with Andrew McDonald on the ice, not with Dale Weiss on the ice, not with Brandon Manning on the ice. You're not going to be able to protect you're not going to be able to protect one goal leads. Uh, in, you're not going to be able to win two-to-one games that way. But shootouts, you have enough skill. Get that, get that game opened up. Go back and forth. But a little bit more back to uh, Claude Giroux. It was just awesome to see him open the scoring tonight. And, uh, you know, it wasn't Boyd Gordon who got that first goal again. It was it was a guy we actually like, and you just had to feel good for him. I believe it was, uh, I think it was Carcini who tweeted he only had four goals in his last 47 games with Giroux. So to open the season with a goal, to get the first goal of the year uh, for the Flyers is going to be a big deal for him. Uh, Steph on... Uh, on the 700 level, Steph and I will be on the 700 level Thursday night, whenever whenever that is, tomorrow or later today, whatever you whatever you call right now. Uh, we'll be on, and Steph predicted 30 goals for Claude Giroux, and looks like a good prediction right now. He's on pace for 82, so good for him. Of course, you know, Wayne Simmons is on pace for, like, close to 300 goals, so we'll see. We'll see about all that. Uh, it was – I'm just – it's good. It's good hockey was back. Uh, what did everyone think of Brian Elliott tonight? Uh, mixed reviews. A lot of people uh, a lot of people were concerned with him early. He definitely didn't look the most comfortable early, but I think he settled in nicely. Uh, he's still getting used to the team in front of him. He's still getting used to the team in front of him, and he made some clutch saves for them. Uh, they gave up, what, two power play goals? Yeah, they gave up two power play goals of the three. So, you know, it's hard to it's hard to blame a goalie for uh 
for power play goals against because, you know, it's five on four out there. Guys are going to be open. Guys are going to get good looks. Uh, it would be nice if your goalie is your best penalty killer. And over the long haul, he has to be, especially during, you know, a playoff series or something. But I liked Elliott's game overall tonight. Absolutely kept him in it. Absolutely battled. Uh, Flyers kept him clean for the most part. Uh, there were a couple times they had guys alone in front. Net front defense has been an issue for this team for years and uh, it looks like that is going to continue, uh, at least for the time being. Uh, I think Hag, Hague, I'm trying. I'm really trying to get names down this year. I say things the way I say things, and I know it's wrong. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Hague left, uh, left his man alone in front on the, uh, on the first goal tonight. But that was still an awesome that was still an awesome tip play that he made that backhanded whack basically into the net to, uh, to open up the scoring. That was a really nice play. Uh, so, all right, what else do we have here tonight? Uh, I have to keep stick down. Do always clearing attempts, Simmons. High event, high. Oh, that fourth line. That fourth line, uh, we saw it in the preseason, but it's preseason. You can only judge so much. Other teams are trying stuff, too. But Lawton centering uh, Lear and Raffle looks like it is going to do a great job of forechecking. And uh, for a fourth line, they can generate some scoring chances, and that is something we just have not had here. Uh, I was so impressed with uh, and then Lawton and Lear on the penalty kill as well, just that kind of speed. I love having that kind of speed on the penalty kill. And then the three of them together on that fourth line, uh, they didn't get a ton of ice time as the game progressed tonight. Uh, let me see this. Lear ended up with uh, 12 minutes and 30 seconds, but four and a half of those were shorthanded. Uh, Lawton, 13-23. 444 of those were shorthanded. And where are you, Michael Roffel? A team low, 722. Is that right? Yeah, so Roffel's still not in the Roffel's still not in the special teams rotation. Not out there killing penalties. I guess we gotta get those PK minutes for Dale Weiss. That was fun to see him out there. Weiss on no. <laughs> I kid. Weiss only got six seconds of shorthanded time, but he still managed to cost them a goal uh, when he got out there. So that was fun. That was a fun thing for them. Uh, but I'm really impressed with that fourth line. The uh, the the forward trios I like overall. It would be so nice if Limblom was in there for Weiss, or even if just Raffle was in there for Weiss and we could drop. Weiss to that fourth line, but like I said, I like the chemistry, I like the speed, I like the forechecking ability of that fourth line, so I want to keep them together for the time being. I apologize, I'm super nasally tonight, guys. I can barely, uh, I can barely breathe today. It's whenever the weather is up and down like it has been, it just wreaks havoc on me. Oh wow, we've got a lot, got a lot going on here. Yeah, Evan, I agree. It would uh, it wouldn't be terrible if we got demoted, but I like the chemistry of that fourth line. I almost like them as a de facto. Uh, I wouldn't mind if the playing time was split a little more evenly among the bottom six. But that said, that takes playing time away from Travis Konechny, which I don't want to do because 
he was a monster tonight. He was all over the ice. Did he? Re- I don't believe he recorded a point, and that's hard to believe. Uh, no, Travis Konechny did have it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the uh, – okay, yes. He had that first one. Okay. Or the that power play goal to second unit. He was in on that. Yeah, so Konechny did have an assist tonight. He was all over the place. Uh, I can't wait to watch – this group grow together. Like I said, I know we're all disappointed in uh, some of the lineup decisions, but for the most part, uh, if this is what we're calling the beginning, if this is square one, uh, I'm excited to see what this team can do together. The Couturier, Giroux, Voracek line is only going to grow together. Nolan Patrick is only going to get more comfortable uh, with Simmons and Wheel. Jordan Wheel, that guy, I know it's like a hockey cliche, like, oh, yeah, you got to go to the places goals are scored if you want to score goals. Jordan Wheel will push his body towards the net at all costs. I love watching that guy uh, carry the puck in the zone, make a play to the net. He is fun to watch. Uh, but Nolan Patrick's only going to get more, uh, more comfortable with those two. And as much as I hate Weiss, I like the idea that uh, Philpola and Konechny can play some give-and-go. There's are two guys who I think might be able to complement each other. Uh, the idea of putting a big body like Weiss with them is the right idea. I just wish it wasn't you know, Dale Weiss specifically, but I've spent enough time on Dale Weiss. Again, I want to focus on some more positives because the Flyers did win a fun, exciting game tonight. Uh, so what else? What else? What else? Uh... The uh, well, Andrew McDonald. I, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta do it because Andrew McDonald is. I always think, all right, maybe we're just exaggerating. Maybe we're uh, we're a little hard on the guy because of his contract, and we just really want to see the kids, and we're tired of him. But no, he's he's not good. He had a shift tonight where he had a turnover. Uh, they got it back. He then got the puck on the point, moved around, and then basically just punted. He basically just punted. The Flyers had good pressure, and he just was like, ah, not enough of that, gave it away. And then down the other end, he took a penalty. And that's Andrew McDonald in a nutshell. He took it. It was a like an interference cross check. The dude, it's like he'd be better off without a stick on that shift. I, 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 I was dumbfounded. I can't wait. Uh, the I asked for Twitter questions, and the question I kept getting was, uh, "When does McDonald come out of the lineup?" I fully expect Brandon Manning to come out of this lineup at some point, guys. But they're still playing Andrew McDonald first line minutes with Ivan Provorov. I don't see him coming out anytime soon, certainly not for an extended period of time. Uh, he got a like mini relegation to the press box at one point early last year, but uh, it didn't stick. So it looks like we're stuck with him for the time being. I'm going to see if I can check my Twitter questions, and I'm going to take some questions from you guys as well. All right. Uh, oh, man, where are these questions? Hey, Bill, does Weiss look like a guy who puts extra mayo on his sandwiches? Uh, sure. Yeah, my dad likes mayo, so I try not to talk that much shit on mayo, but it weirds me out. I just, I don't, I don't understand what mayo is. 
Michael Vatsa asks, how many games do you see the rookies being benched for? One of them is going back. Um, I assume it will be Sanheim because I doubt he's here to move in and out of the lineup and not play and be a six slash seven. I just don't see that happening. So I assume uh, Sam Moran will draw into the lineup perhaps as soon as tomorrow night. Brandon Manning did not play an especially impressive game. There's a real good chance. Uh, there's a real good chance he's out of the lineup tomorrow. Uh, Dale Weiss atrocious turnover leading to San Jose's goal. We covered that already. Uh, Kevin W. Hey, Bill, big fan. Can you please discuss why, on a whole, Flyers fans are unable to have nice things? I'll hang up and listen now. The nice things are coming, man. Uh, tonight was a pretty nice thing. Uh, starting the season with a win is a nice thing. Ivan Provorov is a damn nice thing. Shane Goss's Bear back doing Shane Goss's Bear things is a real nice thing. Travis Konechny coming into his own nice thing. Okay. Media guy. If they lose, will it be more McDonald's or Weiss's fault? Uh, they won. They won, guys. They won tonight. It was a fun game to watch as well. All right. Uh, I have some more, but it's mostly just people being cynical about uh, Weiss and McDonald. And, hey, I can't blame them. The guys we won out of the lineup were the least impressive players tonight. I think Red Gugudis had kind of a rough game as well. Uh, there are some other things a couple guys could clean up, but maybe it's just because we're looking for it. But uh, you are always nasally. Uh, not like this. Uh, it's it's usually different. It's usually more of a right in here, like a growl. This, is, this isn't here tonight. All right. So what do we got? What do we got questions-wise? Can we finally celebrate he is not our net miner? Hope Neuberth is ready to play the same. Do you think both Moran and Sanheim play tomorrow because of the back-to-back? -back? Uh, no, I don't see Sanheim drawing into the lineup. I think he's just here as an extra. Um, if Ghost had been injured, I could see Sanheim coming in as his like direct replacement. But... Uh, I don't see him drawing into the lineup as long as the other six are healthy. I fully believe uh, Moran could draw into the lineup tomorrow, though, uh, in place of Brandon Manning, who was not good tonight. Coots is the most underrated player on this team because he doesn't put up astounding offensive numbers, but he literally does everything right. Rarely, rarely does Coots make a bad play. Uh, I agree with that, but there are... There are times where he does need to play better offensively. That uh, that shorthanded chance tonight is a perfect example. I said on Twitter, I like 14 a lot. But uh, there are times he needs to make a play. He needs to put the puck in the back of the net. When you get that shorthanded chance and you make the move to get the goalie on the ground, all you have to do is bury it. And he didn't, and that's frustrating. That is really frustrating for everybody. I'm sure it's frustrating for him, and he is a he is very good at many things, but he does need to take advantage of his opportunities uh, when he gets them as well. Uh, Torrey was great all night, unbelievable save, kept him off the board, but that play he made Simmons for final goal, great. No, I, I fully agree. He, he's 
he's capable of doing so many things, and his skill set is underrated. Like, he did get Jones down on the ground to be able to pull that puck back and shelf it, and he just put it right into his pad. He needs to lift that thing and put it into the and put it into the top shelf, and he just he he didn't pull the trigger at the right time. How do you feel about the alternate captain position with A Mac and Philpola? Uh, it's a player vote. It's what the players want. It literally doesn't affect anything that has to do with any of us. It's it's a locker room thing. It's for the guys in the locker room. They picked. Have the same shirt, by the way. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, they picked the two oldest guys. Uh, Philpola is the oldest forward, and Andrew McDonald is the oldest defenseman. They threw layers on. They threw letters on those guys because that's how hockey goes. Uh, some acknowledgement is given to experience and service time. It has nothing to do with the role the coach is going to assign those guys. I did a thing uh, reacting to it on the BSH Radio Patreon last night, where I, I reacted to the reaction basically because people think it somehow cements. McDonald's place in this lineup, and that couldn't be further from the truth. First of all, it's cemented already. He is in this lineup as he was last year, pretty much as a permanent fixture. And the idea that the Flyers wouldn't move a captain or an alternate captain is crazy. Uh, they have, throughout their history, stripped the sea off guys, traded captains. Uh, the last, the alternate captain that McDonald and Philpola are replacing was left completely un unprotected for the expansion draft to be taken for nothing. And the guy that Belmar replaced was traded in Mark Strike. They just outright traded him. They bought out Briere. They traded Hartnell for Umberger. They traded Carter. They traded... I mean, they move these guys all the time. The letter on the sweater has nothing to do with really anything except... Who can go approach the referee and talk about a call? And since McDonald's basically only going to be wearing it for road games, and Giroux is the captain who doesn't take a ton of penalties, McDonald's duties as a captain that you will see are low. And he has very few of them. It doesn't affect you at all. This is a locker room thing. Uh, who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Come on, man. Everyone's favorite is Mikey. Uh, but I do love April. I got to say I love April. Love that yellow jacket. Mason got lit up tonight. Uh, he did. <laughs> he did. Uh, I jokingly picked Steve Mason for uh, for Vezina on the BSH Radio All NHL Show last night, and uh, because that's just how things go here. But <sighs> he did not look great. Uh, I mean, the whole Winnipeg did not look good, and. Toronto was just an absolute buzzsaw tonight. They weren't going to be stopped. Uh, there was a couple goals Mason couldn't do anything about. But how often have you heard that before? There was nothing Mason could do about it. He <laughs> He's frustrating. That's what I'll say about him is he's capable of making great saves. And sometimes when you're really counting on them, they just go in. Uh, I might not be in a healthy relationship, but I can sometimes take pleasure in the misery of my exes and – I liked Steve Mason when he was here for the most part. He frustrated me at times, but I liked him for the most part. But do I want him in Winnipeg? <sighs> uh, uh. Uh, Ryan Dreyer, opinion on Patrick's night? Solid. He looked really good early, and uh, 
had a nice shift at the end. His line created for most of the night. He wasn't involved in every play, but he's still getting comfortable. He's getting his feet wet. Uh, good, good building block game. Good building block game for Nolan Patrick. Like I said, he's only going to get more comfortable in the league. He's only going to get more comfortable with his line mates. Let's give him a little bit. Uh, I liked his game overall tonight. Bill, what would you think of Lawton and Lear moving up to the third line with TK? It's I like Lawton and Lear in the position they're in. Uh, you, the Flyers just spent a full season of Lawton's development beating him over the head that if you want to make it, you're going to be a role player. And putting him, uh, giving him an increased giving him increased ice time with one of your uh, young star potential scoring forwards in Travis Konechny, I believe would detract from that. It would be a contradiction. They won Lawton and Lear to be in the role they're in right now, and they excelled in it for the most part tonight. So I'm going to keep those guys in those roles. Uh, I would just rather I would just rather see Oscar Lindblom take Wiese's spot on that line and then everything's then everything's gravy. They got they got optimal lines almost at that point. Uh why wouldn't Moran play against a big San Jose team? Pat, that's an awesome question for which I do not have an answer. Uh I was talking to Charlie today when it came out that uh the two there were two rookies scratched and both McDonald and Manning were drawing into the lineup and I said you know, I, I'm accepting McDonald at this point. I don't accept that he's good, but I expect I accept that he think they think he is. But what in the hell does Brandon Manning give you that Sam Moran doesn't? I am dumbfounded uh, by by that evaluation that somehow Brandon Manning helps you win games uh, more than Sam Moran. I, I don't get that a little bit. Did Elliott play good in your opinion? Uh, I think he settled in, Tim. Uh, he had he looked shaky at times, but he, I think he settled in. Uh, he's still getting used to a new team, new defense in front of him, new system, all sorts of stuff. Uh, it takes more than a couple preseason games to get comfortable. He's got to get his timing down. He's got to get his communication uh, with the guys in front of him down. But they won, and he played well enough to keep them in it and made some big saves. So, much like Patrick, not a great game, but I'll take it. It's a building block game. Who played the best game tonight? Hmm. Who did play the best game tonight? Uh, I mean, Wayne Simmons had a freaking hat trick, uh, so that was pretty outstanding. Um... Travis Konechny was all over the friggin' ice. He was he he was he was incredible out there, just making little subtle plays, uh, creating creating time and space for himself. He was really good. Um, I gotta give it Claude Giroux because, like I said, I've been hard on Claude Giroux, and uh, he looked more like that player who wins every shift tonight. That's what he reminded me of tonight was the guy who goes out and wins, you know, every shift. Good question, Brett. We scored on the power play. That's positive. Uh, someone asked me about the second power play. I'm trying to find it. I think it was something along the... Uh, oh, here it is. Tom Tom Mackey 
It's power play two now more goals than all of last season. It's damn close. They got one tonight. Uh, I, I think I said this week on Broad Street Hockey Radio, the top unit is good. But I always look at a power play, especially a high-powered one like the Flyers, one that they depend on, like a home run hitter in baseball. Think of Ryan Howard. When Ryan Howard is hot, he was – you couldn't pitch to him. If you gave him the opportunity, it was going to be a three-run bomb. But then there'd be a two- or three-week stretch where he was chasing every two-strike slider in the dirt, and it was like, Jesus. With an improved second power play now, they have another option. If that first unit goes cold, Patrick and Wheel and Konechny and Ivan Provorov, they can help make things happen on their side. So, And that's how you get a top-five unit. Sure, it's awesome to have that top unit that is just, I mean, unbelievable like they uh, they have been in the past. Um, but you need a little bit out of that second unit, and they haven't had it for a while now. It's really, really uh, – it's just really good to see that they've got some balance on that power play now. I mean, they, they came out and got that first power play goal, and it was like, oh, second unit better than the first. Hot take. But uh, – <laughs> First power play got it going pretty quickly after that. Uh, how many hours is it past your bedtime? Uh, Ray, my bedtime isn't until like 7 a.m. today. I'm going to leave straight from here. Steph's going to get pissed at me because I'm not going to post any of this online till later. i got to leave straight from here and go to WIP and do a shift with Big Daddy Graham. So if you're awake, check out 94.1 and like – a little while because I'm going to be on Big Daddy Graham. It's just now, too. He should be starting. I will be joining him shortly. Zach, did this game change your opinion on where we'll end up in terms of the postseason? Um, no. I mean, it, it, it's one game. I did like some things, and I think it's a good building block game. But uh, they're going to be in it. I think they're going to be in it. They're going to, It's going to come down to a stretch run. You know, two seasons ago, they were unbelievable down the stretch and got into the playoffs. Uh, last year, they started their push too late and finished finished outside. Uh, they're going to be in it. It's going to be exciting, I think. And in, in, in February, March, we're going to be like, okay, we're this many games out. And as, it, as the season progresses, we're going to be looking at it. But uh, I, I keep going back and forth on the postseason just in terms of prediction. I think the number one reason I think they're going to be in the postseason is – this team has missed postseason play consecutively basically one time. There was a four-season stretch in the 90s uh, where they missed the postseason. And that was it. They've never missed it in consecutive seasons other than in those four years. So I kind of, like, I know history doesn't matter, but the Flyers tend to make the playoffs. Do you think new ownership has anything to do with not sending underperforming vets down? I mean, the new ownership. I'm trying to. Ed Snyder was always the figurehead, but the ownership group has basically been the same this whole time. And they, I mean, Comcast has, Comcast Spectacore has all the money in the friggin' world. I just I don't see that being the deterrent. Um, 
Hextall signed Dale Weiss. He thinks he plays a role on this team, and Hextall is more than willing to oblige in playing uh, playing the experienced big-body vets. Um, I mean, in terms of Brandon Manning, he doesn't make anything. Sending him down, it's not like he's wasting away down there. They sent down Matt Reed, who's got a you know over a $3.5 million cap hit. So uh, I I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it's more uh, an issue of uh, talent evaluation than anything. Wheel, over under 30 goals. Um, We did the over under on broadstreethockey.com today. Um, My estimate was under 20 for him. I think 17 to 19 is a good estimate. But, hey, he's got one, so he could end up with 82 if he keeps up with this pace. Um, but uh, I think there are just only so many goals to go around, and 17 to 19 is a is a fine number, especially for a guy uh, who's on the second power play unit and plays with Wayne Simmons, who, uh, let's face it, he's a vulture. He's a goal vulture. If 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 there's something in the crease, he's going to score it, even if you know he's going to have that Ronick stealing from Gagne play. Uh, he he's going to put it in. Wayne Simmons, he's a, he's a pro at that. Uh, over under on Wayne's goals this year. I would love to see him hit 35. 40 would be cool. It, I mean, he's got three. He's 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 on a hell of a pace with 81 games left. Um, but uh, I would like to see him get 35 plus. I think that's a good number for him. Um, and he plays in all situations now. He he's on the first power play. He plays penalty kill with uh, with Sean Couturier. He's in at the end of games, like you saw tonight. So he can he can uh, he can pad his stats with those empty netters. And he's with Nolan Patrick and Jordan Wheel, guys who are going to help him create offensively. So he should be better at even strength than he's been. Uh, so forty's not out of the realm of possibility. But for a guy who's gone, you know, 28, 29, 28, 29, 32, 31, I think 35 is a good optimistic total for him. Uh, let's just do a couple more here, guys. Uh, let's see. Haircutted Ron Jeremy. Has anyone told you that you look like Mario with a haircut? Uh, Thomas, someone told me I look like Bill Clement, and that makes me just think I'm a hockey guy. I'm just a hockey guy, you know? (laughs) Still waiting on that Patreon spot. Got you later, I swear. Bro, I barely have Patreon access. If I wasn't creating the content, they wouldn't hook me up. Andrew McDonald, Luke Shen, Bruno Gervais. I once wrote an article for Bleacher Report about Bruno Gervais, and I said... um, he would seamlessly replace Matt Carl's production. I was such a Matt Carl hater that I said, yeah, Bruno Gervais, he can do exactly what Matt Carl does if you just give him the ice time. So that was me. Keep listening to me. I'm an expert, guys. Tim, every guy wanted uh, to have an impact did just that for the most part. Anyone you wish showed a little more? Hmm. Um, I would have liked to see a little more flash out of Nolan Patrick, but like I said, first game, building block game. Not worried about that at all. Um, yeah, Ghost looked good. Uh, Drew looked good. Voracek looked good. Couturier, 
Just need to see him bury his chances, but he played in a, he played a great game. Other than that, uh, I'm trying to think. It's so hard to judge Ivan Provorov because so much of the stuff he does is subtle, and he's playing with Andrew McDonald. But um, I would like to see a little bit more flash out of him too, just just a tad. Uh, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Everyone else, Braden Schmidt. <laughs> How many hours a week do you put in the BSH? Uh, it's going to be even more this year. I don't know. I don't keep track of these things. Uh, it's a it, it's a growing brand, and we're really we're really going for it here, uh, guys. Your support. I mean, it's after two in the morning, and there's still sixty people here live. We just absolutely appreciate your support uh, more than anything. Uh, we are going to put as many hours into it as you will give us this year. If you keep demanding content, we'll uh, we'll give it to you. Haig looked timid. Yeah, Haig is a good one. I would have liked to see a little more about Haig, uh, from Haig, but again, second NHL game. Uh, he needs to be a bit more assertive, though, and that's one of those things we heard about him. He might not be assertive enough. I just – he plays a subtle game, too, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see on Haig, but I think he's going to be he's gonna be fine. Do you think Provorov will be a Norris candidate in the next three years? I think Provorov will be a Norris candidate right now trying to reconnect. Okay, we're back. Uh, do you think Provorov will be a Norris candidate in the next three years? I think Norris, I think Provorov would be a Norris candidate right now if he wasn't playing with Andrew McDonald. But yeah, when he's in that, when he's in that 25 years of age sweet spot, 24, 26, absolutely. I think he'll be garnering some, uh, some attention. Hey, Bill, who's going to be the leading scoring D-man this year? I mean, I'm pretty sure Gostas Bear, what did he have, three points tonight? Where are we? Where are we? Gostas Bear, yeah, three points tonight. He plays on that first power play. I mean, he's going to lead the D in points. Um, Provorov makes a lot happen with outlet passes, and now that second power play's improved, so he'll have a chance to uh, to lead that group. But Shane Gostas Bear is here to put up points, and he's going to do exactly that. Does Matt Reed ever need to play for the Flyers again? I'll take Matt Reed right now over Dale Weiss to tell you that without a without a second's hesitation. Uh, Matt Reed doesn't have a ton of uh, doesn't have a ton of goals left in the tank, but I know he can do other things. I know he can help in the neutral zone. I know he can help on the penalty kill. Uh, I know he can. I'd rather him as the you know veteran leader than uh, over Dale Weiss to tell you that without a without a hesitation at all. Take a nap, dude. You look beat. Bro, I'm about to head to work. Uh, all right, guys. We did like 46 minutes on this uh, post-game show. I think I think the rest of the crew will be happy with, uh, with what we did here tonight. I know I am pleased with our very first post-game show. Uh, we're going to be doing more of this stuff. I will be back right here. After the game tomorrow, tweet me your questions or text them to me if you have my number. DM me on Facebook. Whatever you want to do, get me your questions uh, for tomorrow's game. We're going to be doing this all again right after the Flyers hopefully wrap up their 2-0 start. Uh, again, thanks for all your support, guys. It's just awesome. It's, it's awesome that we have this community. We can hang out. We can do stuff like this. The demand for, uh, for hockey content is alive and well, and we're going to give you as much as we possibly can. Uh, so until, until tomorrow.
Have a great night. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.